Good evening. This is According to Callus, and let's get started. This is a Texas Tuesday. It should be also episode 128. Ah, 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 right? So, episode 128, we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to deal with some stuff. You know, I, I'm not, not super big into talking about things that happen in my life directly or uh, things that could potentially cause troubles for others that I generally like and want to work with. But something just happened last night and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing on multiple fronts. And, you know, if you don't know or you don't care, I respect that, then probably just skip this episode. There's no point, right? Uh, But the reality is... We let some people down yesterday. We really did. And I guess the first and foremost person that was guilty of that is yours truly. Now, I had been in a position, and I've been in multiple positions in my life, where I was the ultimate person responsible for something. So that when my team screwed up, it was my screw up. When my team failed, I failed. Last night was a result of my failure. However, my team leader, instead of having my back, well, we'll just leave it at that. Things were not handled well. And the overarching people who brought us on board to do what we do, they didn't have any part in what failed. Uh... So long story short, like I said at the meeting that I had to, uh, I had to basically crash my own meeting and explain, and I say it here now publicly again, if you want to blame somebody, blame me. There were multiple points of failure. There was some poor communication. There was some uh, misunderstandings, but all and around I'll take the hit. I'll take the blame. I don't know that I'm comfortable taking 100%, but let's just say somewhere from 51% to 95%, I'll take it. You know, there's supposed to be checks and balances. There's supposed to be people to, you know, follow up on things. That really didn't happen. But again, nothing prevented me from doing it. So I'll take the hickey. The problem is... While ultimately, when you have an employee or even a volunteer that uh, does something that's, let's just say, even an order of magnitude worse than what I've done, the logical thing is, is sit down and figure out through a root cause analysis what the cause of failure was and adjust it, figure it out and go forth. But we're kind of beyond that at this point. Um, I'll use another analogy. I look at what I was doing as I gave notice and I didn't want to leave my team in a lurch. So I agreed to stay on and do uh, a different role, uh, for an undescribed period of time. And I'm not sure 
if that was the best idea for all of us. I, I tried to I tried to do what I thought was the right thing. I, I tried to go a little, do a little extra. And as a result, I caused a problem because I didn't do the extra extra. <laughs> so I don't blame anybody. I, I, I just think that we could have done better. And if it was still my responsibility, I would have, uh, been very interested to see how we prevent this from happening in the future. But as that, I no longer, uh, I'm going to have that responsibility. We all go forth and I wish my former team the absolute best. Um, I think they're a great bunch of people and I enjoyed working with them and the people we were working for are absolutely great and they are on a great mission and I support what they're trying to accomplish 100%. So I have no harsh feelings, a little disappointment, a little sadness, and certainly I have to find a way to make it up to the people that paid the unfair price that had zero fault in this whatsoever. But as they say, it's time to move on. And no, I'm not going to bring up specific names. I'm not going to make this about other individuals. Uh, One, out of respect, right? Uh, they're, They're not here to defend themselves. And two, I really think they're doing enough. And I, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just, we could have done something different, better, whatever. But ultimately, I accept the consequence on behalf of my team, uh, on behalf of my the organization I used to belong to or used to be in leadership for, I guess would be the better way to phrase that. that they need to go forth. And I have very confident that the upper levels of leadership will do a great job leading them forward. I have no doubt in my mind that whatever changes need to be made will be made and they will do great things going forward in Collin County. On to other things. Because this is a Texas Tuesday, I need to let you know that for me personally, I get really frustrated and really disappointed by the lack of courage many churches show. The lack of um, willingness to lay anything on the line that many churches show. But if you're in Collin County, undoubtedly, or undoubtedly, you'd had an opportunity to hear about Redemption Point and hear about the many, many meetings that they have hosted and graciously allowed us to, and when I say us, I mean all of us activists, to use their space for, quite frankly, what is a minimal fee by any measure. And they have bent over backwards to accommodate all of us. And they've been excited and happy to partner with all of us. And unfortunately, that that didn't work out so well last night for them. And unfortunately, some people that I don't even know jump to conclusions that they ought not have. Um, I don't know how to fix that. I have apologized to everybody involved at the church. I went to the meeting that uh, I caused to be, or I'm taking responsibility for having to be relocated. Uh, And I apologized to them and I took the blame and I made it clear that the church and their leadership was blameless. And I, and I think that is the bare minimum I could do. I don't know how to make this right beyond that. 
Now there are some people, some friends of mine that have the ability to assist on this situation. And I know that they want to do the right thing by that church. There's really nothing more I can say. If you have spent any time there or any went to any of the events there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And all I would ask is you guys send out a shout of support that you thank them, maybe send them an email thanking them for opening up their venue, for always being so gracious, so kind, so loving, and so open to all these various groups that have attended over, I guess, two years now. I would also suggest that some of you go and uh, put some reviews up. Apparently, somebody thought it would be a great idea to give nasty reviews to a church that has been nothing but a great partner and a great facility for so many of us to visit and use. And somehow they thought that would be constructive or useful without not even having any clue of what happened. Now, I got to say, I expect more. I I expect that conservatives, and I'm going to use that term because it lumps everybody together, that conservatives would actually stop and take five minutes to find out what really happened. And if it takes more than five minutes, rather than act out or make foolish comments or do foolish things, you would take whatever time it took to actually get the real story. That you would actually allow for a process to work out so that you don't make a rash decision or take a rash action that you then end up regretting. Again, things happen. Communications uh, breakdown. I guess it'd be the best way. It was a communication breakdown. And unfortunately, they paid the price. Now I know I have a minuscule audience compared to the uh, gentleman that uh, had fun at their expense. And I'm hoping he'll do the right thing. And I'm I'm hoping that... Uh, some kind of uh, restitution can be made. But I just don't know at this point. And I got to say, if I'm if I'm in the leadership of that church, I'm going to have to think twice. Do we really want to be involved with people that would do this to us? After all we've done and all we've sacrificed and all we have allowed and encouraged, and this is a thank we got. This is the thank you we get from the community that we have embraced. Now, as a constitutionalist, as a liberty-loving person, I got to tell you, there are not that many facilities, much less churches, that are willing to lay it on the line. They're willing to host these groups that come in and talk politics or or do uh, activistic things. Oh, I mean, there's opportunities on the left, but we're right of center. And quite frankly, it's getting tougher to find venues that are willing to let us come and do what we do. So I got to, again, bring it back. Why would you go after 
something that you know nothing about. So again, I'm asking you, if you were involved in this, if you threw somebody under the bus, in this case, Redemption Point Church, I'm asking you to reconsider to either delete your negative comments, to remove them, to apologize, to, if you filled out a review when you never even been there, I'd ask you to remove that or alter it. Reconsider what you've done. These people that have done nothing to you and you lashed out on them. Now, why the lashing out occurred, that I'm not really 100% clear on. I've heard bits and pieces. I've spoken to the individual directly that uh, lashed out and I asked him, or actually more correctly, I told him the truth of what the matter was. Not all the details, quite frankly, the guy didn't care, but he needed to know this was not on the church. This is not on the church leadership. Again, if you want to blame anybody, you can blame me. I'm not doing this to be heroic. I'm not doing this because I'm the big man. I'm doing this because I believe it's the right thing. And that's one of the things that I've run across in my life. Sometimes doing the right thing is painful. Sometimes it comes with hurt and a consequence. I've already had one of those consequences. I'm sure that there may be more. And that's okay because it was my failing. Were there other failures? Sure. But it was mine. Mine was the biggest failing. Uh, Even if I didn't believe that, somebody else would tell me that was the case. And I'm okay with that because you have to own your mistakes. And I owned my mistake. I've apologized to all the people that I was able to speak to. I'm doing what I can to make it right. Now, I could give you all the reasons, all the, I could sound like a whiner and make some excuses and ask you to, you know, look past it. But honestly, at the end of the day, the best person misses something or makes a mistake. And honestly, I don't have an excuse that makes sense. I'm not going to even necessarily expect that this is going to be completely overlooked. But before you condemn me, I'd like to look at you to consider all the other things I do and that I'm involved in. And I'd like you to take a look at my willingness to stand in the gap when so many others won't. And if you want to still condemn me, I understand. If you've got somebody that can do a better job than me, please bring them forward. I'd enjoy the break, quite frankly. But in the event that should not happen, I will still go forward. I will still do my podcast. I will still do as many of the uh, activistic meetings I can attend. I will still be involved with the Republican Party because in Collin County, if you want to get stuff done, that's the place to get it done. And quite frankly, we are birds of a feather and I'm going to stick with them and I'm going to do the best I can at defending liberty, promoting expanded freedom and liberty and looking for and encouraging the best candidates that reflect those that love liberty. Now, in case you haven't seen the state representative for House District 70, that would be none other than Scott Sanford, whom 
truth be told, uh, was a great guy. And I think very, very highly of him. But I'm also glad he retired. I know that there's already one gentleman running. I know that him uh, personally, I wouldn't say we're best buddies, but I know him personally. I encouraged him to run. I supported his run by signing on the petition to get him on the ballot. And I believe that every representative should have a primary challenger every election, unless they're just so flipping awesome that nobody wants to. But to my knowledge, that's rarely the case. There should be no fear of that. If nothing else, it just helps to ensure that our candidate, our representative, has his feet held to the fire or her feet held to the fire. It reminds them that they work for us, not the other way around. It causes them to consider... Am I up for a couple more years of this? Can I do what's best for my people? Nobody's perfect. They're going to have failings. They're going to fall short. And at the end, it's our job to look at what they've done over the course of their term and decide whether or not they deserve to go back and represent us us again. That's for you to make the decision. That's for you to decide. What do you want out of your state reps? What do you want out of your state senator? Now, sometimes when you're in a position where you represent the party as a whole, you have to put aside your personal feelings. You have to stay out of primaries. And I, you know, I wonder about that. How difficult must that be at times? How, how, Challenging must it be to set aside your own personal feelings, your own thoughts on the matter, and you can't go public and say, no, I think this person's the better candidate. I don't know. I guess we'll find out at some point, right? You know, and if you're a candidate and you're running and you're running against somebody who's already been in office, the challenge is, is how do you run against that person knowing that you voted for him once in the past or or you supported her when she ran in the past. How do you get excited about the idea that I have to run against this person? Now, if you don't like them personally, that's easy. That's one thing to do, right? But if you, if you know them and you have an existing relationship and you weigh them and you find them wanting, aren't you morally obligated to help somebody do better? Aren't you morally morally obligated to get off your duff and do something to replace them? But all too often, we cannot muster somebody with the courage and the bankroll, quite frankly, to go up against an incumbent, myself included. I mean, honestly, I wanted to run two years ago. But I looked at it and I... And I just decided that I got too many things going on in my life. I don't have enough disposable income that I want to spend. And quite frankly, I don't know that I could run the race that I would need to do in order to take out a guy that I genuinely like and respect. And that's the thing. You can genuinely like and respect somebody, but still think they're not the best person. And I think we get lost in that. I mean, me too. Look, I mean, we have rhinos, we have squishes, we have moderates, and I've been hard on them at times. 
But when they're representing a group of people that demand strength and they don't provide it, it's going to happen. The last thing I want is for the Republican Party I joined, which is generally a large tent. I mean, there are some things that are anathema within the Republican Party, and we all know that. We all get that. But there's a lot of things that, well, you know, that's kind of a secondary issue. We're just going to overlook this, but yeah, we're not real happy about that. Or, you know, this is kind of an issue, but you're so good on all these other things. So yeah, come along for the party. And there are some that think, well, there's some of us are second class citizens. Maybe, maybe. But some of your best friends start out being people that you might have had a fight with at some time in the past or somebody that you look at and you immediately are drawn back by some position or some attitude they've thrown. I'm sure it's happened in my life on both sides of that equation, right? And I'm fortunate enough to have friends that I've made in the last several years. They know me because I stand for what I believe is right. And I do the right thing even when it hurts. And I've led by example today, I think, by taking the blame and falling on my sword, if you will. And, and again, I'm, I'm not doing this for pity. I'm not doing this for any other reason than to make sure the people that were completely innocent in this matter don't get blamed for it. That they don't have to pay a consequence that's not appropriate. They did nothing wrong. Now, if this failing of mine becomes a distraction or becomes a um, opportunity to cancel whatever I might want to do in the future, that's the way it goes. I feel like I should say at this point that, you know, he's who is without sin should cast the first stone. Lord knows we throw enough stones at each other and at our enemies, but honestly, a mistake was made. The mistake is owned. We move on. We can do better. We will do better. Collin County is too important to protecting liberty. Texas is far too important to protecting liberty to get lost in a squabble, to take out people that we love and cherish, to punish people that you don't even know. No, we have to, we have to put, down, put down the arms, metaphorically speaking, get all the information, make wise decisions when we have all the facts, and then we make our move. So right now, that's what I'm in the midst of doing. I knew that I was going to be in this position. I rather thought I'd have a little more choice on the uh, timing. But here I am. Redistricting is going to be final in probably about 45 days. And then we have to start making some decisions. And I'm not the only one. There's a number of people that are waiting to decide what's coming next. And I'm going to tell you, we can't be scared because the incumbent has a bunch of money. We can't be scared because the incumbent has some name recognition. We can't be scared because, well, 
the incumbent's good buddies with the governor or the lieutenant governor or the speaker. We can't. We have an opportunity and an obligation to do what we think is best and what we think is right for both Collin County and the state of Texas. And sometimes that means we have to pay a cost. I don't know what that cost is going to be for me. I certainly don't know what that cost is going to be for you. But if you've been disappointed, if you've been let down by what's happened in the last 10 years or 20 years, depending on how you want to count it, with our state legislature, with our state government, now is the time. Support your candidates, whoever they may be. I'm talking about the primaries. If you're not happy with the person that's representing you, it is your obligation and your duty to support somebody that takes the courage, the time, and the money to throw their hat in the ring to go after that person. Now, at the end of the day, or if you will, at the end of the primary, whoever wins is going to be our person going forward. And I've noticed in the last two primary cycles, we've had some very toxic races. And there's some hurt feelings still to this day on both of those races. And they look at each other with anger, despair, and distrust. And some of that's deserved, admittedly. But remember, it's the other guys that are the the bigger problem. It's the other guys that are the greater threat. When the primary is over, we go home, we put on our big boy pants or our big girl dress or pants or whatever, and we go back, we sit down, we discuss where we're at, we make amends with those that we've offended because we wanted a different candidate or in our mind, the better candidate, and we move forward. And we remember that we have a bigger battle to fight. And sometimes, in fact, most of the time, we're not all going to be happy. We're all not going to be excited about the person that's the leader of our tribe, for lack of a better phrase. The person that's going to take the battle back down to Austin. And it's okay. Sometimes you get the weaker champion, but he's still your champion. She's still your representative. And you got to suck it up and take what we get. The only way you fix it is the primary. The only way you do better is the primary. And if you're not going to put all in in that primary, then you have to accept what happens. And even when you do put all in and you leave it all on the battlefield, metaphorically speaking, You have to be at peace with the outcome. And I know personally that's a challenge. For me, in many respects, I can be less than enthusiastic about somebody but still support them and go vote for them because it's the right thing to do. Because I joined a party and the party has to have some loyalty, some discipline. So your favorite candidate didn't win. You come back the next time. You come back stronger and harder. But right now, this is what you got to do. And yes, I know it's the lesser of two evil strategy. Yes, I know you're still voting for evil. Yes, I know. 
But perfection should not be the enemy of the better. And sometimes that happens. My friends in the Libertarian Party suffer from that too. I imagine there's some in the Democrat Party that suffer from that problem too. But we have to take the best candidate we get after the primary and move forward. But until the primary is over, game on. Bring out those people that you want. Support them. Get excited. Do whatever it takes within legal bounds and within doing the right thing to represent your person and get them across that finish line. Those are the people that we want. Whether it's Don Huffines running for governor, whether it's Aaron Sorrells running for lieutenant governor, or hope upon all hope, Daniel Miller throws down and joins in that race to take out the lieutenant governor or chooses to endorse Aaron Sorrells. I'm good with either outcome. Those are all exciting and positive things to happen, but they will not happen if we don't do what is best, if we don't put in the effort. So, again, this is Texas Tuesday. This is episode 128, and I'm saying support your local candidate. Have a nice day, and I will see you on the other side.